Music with a message on KFUO, the messenger of good news. We're on Facebook, we're on Twitter, we're on Instagram, and wherever you get your podcast, you can just search out KFUO Radio for our talk programs and our talk segments like the segment you're listening to right now. I'm Gary Duncan. This is the Midday Moments program, and it's time now for our moment on the lighter side. And I know a lot of communities in our area celebrate their homecomings uh, during these summer months, and we're kind of celebrating a homecoming of our own today as we welcome back the co founder and regular guest of Moment on the Lighter Side, St. Peter himself. St. Peter, it's good to talk to you again. Oh, always good to talk to you, Gary. And it's good to hear your Galilean accent one more time. And so your summer's been going well, has it? Well, you know, as usual, we've spent a great deal of time up north amongst the abundant potato salad fields of Michigan and Minnesota, replenishing our supplies for the coming winter. (laughs) And how was the potato salad harvest this year? Oh, Gary, it was a bountiful year. And we've got a nice selection of Michigan white and Minnesota red in both mayonnaise and mustard varieties. And they are all available for your purchase here at St. Peter's Hook and Crook your St. Louis Fishing and Shepherding Supply Headquarters, located in New Athens, Illinois, on the banks of the Kaskaskia River. And the Potato Salad Headquarters as well. We certainly want to thank you for our guest you have lined up over the last few weeks while you were away. We enjoyed talking to the Bible History Answer Man and Disciple Titus. However, Pastor Lekomsky's brother, Professor Lekomsky, he was a little strange. Well, you know, he is... Pastor Lekomsky's brother, you know. So that would explain a lot. <laughs> uh, yeah, you kind of have a point there, don't you? But enough with the previous guest. You are my guest today. What do you want to talk about? Well, you know, we, we, we probably shouldn't be making fun of Pastor Lekomsky, or, or anyone for that matter. For we all have done things that would make us subject to ridicule. And in fact, it is just such an event in my life I'd like to talk about today. A time when Jesus himself said to me, Oh, ye of little faith, why did you doubt? Oh, so you want to talk about the day when you tried to walk to Jesus on the water only to end up sinking in the water instead. (laughs) That's the story, exactly. Uh, That's the time, or, or more accurately, one of the times that Jesus said I had little faith. But it's not really little faith I want to talk about. I want to discuss how all of us can have great faith. You know, that's a a good concern. I've often asked Pastor John about that myself. I think all of us want to have great faith. But in order to talk about great faith, we we have to start by talking about what little faith is. Now, now what did Pastor John tell you? Did he tell you anything about little faith? He said, and illustrated for several stories in the Gospel of Matthew, that little faith is when you have something right in your hand, and yet you still have doubts and questions. Ah, yes, you know, there's a Jewish parable to that effect. Uh, The parable says, The man who has bread in his basket and asks, What shall I eat tomorrow? is a man of little faith. Hmm. And that's exactly what happened to you the day on the Sea of Galilee, isn't it? Well, uh, that it did. But but some people don't realize. I think they know the story. But what they don't know is that I had made it all the way to Jesus that day when I walked on the water. In fact, it was only after I reached Jesus' side that I saw the wind and began to sink. So it wasn't like Jesus was a distance away from you. He was right next to you when you began to go down. Uh, Yes. Uh, While he was right there by my side, 
but I screamed at the top of my voice like he was still standing on the shore. And that's what Jesus meant when he said, why did you doubt? It wasn't that I was afraid of the storm. I mean, who wouldn't be afraid of the storm? But that I doubted he would save me, even though he was right there standing next to me. So you screamed at the top of your voice, or did you scream like a little baby? That's my question. <laughs> That's getting a little personal, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's just, just, I screamed. We'll just say we'll just you screamed, yes. yes. And he yes. was so close that all he had to do, really, though, is reach out and pull you from the water, which he did, by the way, even though you doubted him. Yes, he did. And in fact, he did so immediately. But that's a good definition of little faith, isn't it? To, to have the, the thing right there with you and yet still have doubts and questions. Which, of course, is a thing we've all experienced. Because while the Bible clearly teaches that Christ is always with us. Jesus promises, I will never leave thee nor forsake thee. And again, behold, I am with thee until the end of the age. Yet... Despite these clear promises, all of us have our worries, we have our concerns. So how do we move beyond the little faith we have to get great faith? We need to find someone who has great faith, and perhaps we can learn from them. And who would that somebody be? Well, you know, it's interesting uh, that shortly after Matthew describes my story of little faith, he goes on and records the story of someone who had great faith. And now, why don't you pick up that story in Matthew chapter 15, verse 21. Okay, here, let me open my Bible here. He uh, said Matthew chapter 15, verse 21, right? Yes, yes. Okay, I've got it right here. Jesus went away from there and withdrew to the district of Tyre and Sidon. And behold, a Canaanite woman from the region came out and was crying, Have mercy on me, O Lord, son of David. My daughter is severely oppressed by a demon. You know, Gary, I, I've noticed I, I can throw any Bible passage out to you. Old Testament, New Testament, and, and you, see if like you can find it almost immediately. And I'm glad to see you're looking up stuff and the Bible skills haven't diminished over my vacation. No, no, it hasn't. Even while you've been away, I've been practicing. Well, you know, I wonder if looking up stuff in the Bible is an Olympic event. You know, maybe you could win gold for the U.S. Ooh, there have been stranger events in the Olympics, but... I doubt that Bible hunting never will be. Well, maybe as an exhibition sport? Hmm. Well, maybe, but we probably should just get back to our story. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, we, we better. Uh, so, so there you're reading Matthew, and he tells us the story of a Canaanite woman, of whom Jesus will later proclaim, Oh, woman, great is your faith. So what made her faith great? Well, before we answer that, perhaps we should answer the simpler question. What is faith in the first place? Oh, that's a good question. Well, what is it? Well, by comparing the two stories, mine and hers, you can learn something very important about faith. Faith, Gary, is apparently the thing that causes us to call out to Jesus in our time of need. See, as I was sinking in the sea, I called out to Jesus, Lord, save me. And she did the same thing. In her time of need, with her demon-possessed daughter, she also called out to Jesus, Have mercy on me, Lord, Son of David. And so you see, Gary, that's all faith is. It's just calling out to Jesus when you need him. And it is interesting that in both of our prayers, we both use the same word, Lord. And as I look ahead in the text, she uses it repeatedly. Lord, Son of David, Lord, help me, and finally, yes, Lord. Strangely enough, though, the word Lord itself is not all that significant. It isn't? 
Well, no, in, in the Greek language, it is simply a, a formal way of addressing someone. Oh, like when the Germans want to show respect to a man, they call him Herr. Oh, you mean like in English when we call somebody Sir? Oh, exactly. Uh, so the word Lord is, is merely a formal word of address, which can be used with any number of people. Now, now the word Lord does assume the person addressed has some form of authority or, or power. Oh, like we might address a policeman as sir or a judge as sir. Uh, you've had some experience, have you, with policemen and judges, huh? Mm, uh, I remain silent, but not necessarily. <laughs> I'm just using those as examples, you know. Oh, not necessarily, huh? Well, well, those are good examples. You know, state officials, employers, teachers, they could all be addressed as sir or madam. Uh, the only thing, however, is the word Lord doesn't really designate how much authority we're talking about. It might be great power, oh, as when we say God is the Lord of heaven and earth. Or as Jesus says himself, all authority on heaven and earth has been given to me. That would mean he is a very great Lord. And yet at the same time, Gary, the word Lord is also used, say, of those of lesser power. For example, it is also used of those men who loaned their donkeys to Jesus on Palm Sunday. Now, now they were lords, all right, but just lords of the donkey. <laughs> My point is that the word Lord in itself doesn't really mean anything special. And yet, in both of our stories, Jesus was much more than just Lord of the donkeys. You've expected him to haul you out of the sea in the middle of a great storm. It would take quite a Lord to do that, and the woman expected Jesus to be Lord enough to heal her daughter from demon possession. Yes, now she obviously thought he was more than just a doctor or healer. She thought he was Lord of the forces of the spiritual world. But there is one more thing about the word Lord. And what's that, Peter? Well, the word Lord in itself is not necessarily special. You know what? It is very special in the gospel you've been reading from, the gospel of Matthew. You know, Gary, in the gospel of Matthew, only those with faith address Jesus as Lord. His enemies, like the Pharisees, like Judas Iscariot, they address him as teacher or as rabbi, but never as Lord. Uh-oh. Well, let me get this straight. Faith is the thing that causes us to call out to Jesus whenever we are in need. Yes, yes. Faith calls out to Jesus as Lord. And by that we mean the one who has authority and power to answer our prayers. So if that's what faith is, and both of you called out in faith, why was yours little and hers was great? Well, you know, I must admit her prayer was much better than mine. After all, I just prayed, Lord, save me. You know, her prayer had much more flourish. It was much grander than mine. That's true. She said, have mercy on me, Lord, son of David. Her prayer was much fuller and more expressive than yours. Is that why Jesus said she had a faith greater than yours? Because she had a better prayer than yours? Well, some might think so, but I doubt it. Actually, no matter how nice her prayer sounded, you know, she wouldn't have thought her prayer was anywhere near as good as mine. After all, I was one of Jesus' hand-picked Jewish disciples. She was a pagan with no connection to Jesus at all. Yet ironically, Gary, that's exactly why she had the greater faith. Because she thought herself lesser, she was in truth the greater. Because she was lesser, she was greater? Now you've, you've really got me confused. 
but I'll explain what I mean when I return next week. But for now, I'll say this. She did have a fine prayer, but it was not the prayer that gave her great faith. Rather, the prayer reflected the great faith she already had. And next week, we'll learn how we too can have such great faith. But for now, we'll remember that faith, both little and great, is that which calls upon the Lord Jesus in our time of need. One last thing, Peter. I'm, I'm sure you've got plenty of potato salad we could buy there at the Hook and Crook. Any other specials you're featuring this week? Well, it's still fishing season, and as always, you know, we have your signature fishing bait on sale. Buy one, get one. So come on down now and, and stock up on the potato salad and also get a couple of boxes of stinky Gary Duncan's catfish bait. I had to ask, didn't I? That's stinky, comma, Gary Duncan's catfish bait. Well, I'll talk to you next week, Peter. We're the messenger of good news. You can find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash KFUO radio.